It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and uh, welcome to the Upfront program. I'm not the host today. John Brian is uh, providing A, he's prepared, and B, he's in the building. Let's check. John, are you here? I am here, Roger. I'm in the building. I am prepared. In fact, I think I may be overprepared today. Too many topics to discuss today. All right. Well, uh, remember, you are here on Monday, too. So if uh, you, you've got some extra time on Monday. If there's any carryover, we'll, we'll go over to Monday. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. So he is here. And uh, and also, let's uh, make sure our other Friday fixture is here, and that would be Mr. Robert Martin, broker owner of Crossroads Real Estate Group. Mr. Martin, are you here? I am, Roger. This is excellent. I mean, the the gang is all here, and that means we're ready to move forward. All right, on uh, Fridays we um, have our real estate question of the week, and Mr. Martin from uh, Crossroads Real Estate Group answers it, and he is prepared today. I hope for this question. It says here, "I'm thinking of buying an older six-family house that has children in some of the units. Should I be concerned about lead? How do I protect myself?" I'm sure this question comes up from time to time. We need an answer, Mr. Martin. Okay. Well, yeah, you should have a concern. <clears throat> there are certain steps you can take to minimize your the liability, but uh, you know, unfortunately, we have old whole stock, and particularly the the multifamilies, and uh, it, it's virtually impossible to remove all lead. You'd have to go remove all the sheetrock, the ceilings, the floors, all the cabinets, etc. So. Rhode Island is a lead-safe state, so that as a, a homeowner, if you will, um, you have to keep, you try to attempt to keep the apartment lead-safe. Um, if this person's purchasing this property with children, unfortunately, he cannot obtain the um, medical results of the kids to see if, in fact, they have high levels of lead, so it's not going to be his problem. So when you buy a house that has children, um, if any of them were to develop high lead, the present owner has the problem. It's not like you can point to the previous person or whatnot. So one of the ways to, to uh, short of gutting the whole place, which is usually economically unfeasible, um, there's a um, the safe harbor, if you want to call it that, partial safe harbor, is to get lead safe certificates. So if we were, we're having a buyer and he's purchasing a property, we would at least inform him that part of the condition of the sale is you should ask that the seller provide lead-safe certificates. That means that they hire a, a professional who comes in and he virtually takes dust samples in the stairs, in each apartment and whatnot, and um, then if, in fact, the levels are you know acceptable, you end up with a, a certificate that says that this apartment at this point in time is lead-safe. If it's, if it's high and it doesn't pass, um, then, you know, he has to make a decision, the buyer has to make a decision, do I move forward? Or he may ask the seller to say, can you make it lead safe? Sometimes it's a simple fix, uh, sometimes it's not. Um, most of lead poisoning actually doesn't come from children eating windowsills. It comes from lead dust, and that is comes from friction surfaces. So some of the things you look for is, are there replacement windows? That's a main culprit. Um, is there grass in the yard, or is there perhaps, if it's not vinyl-sided, or is it peeling paint in the house, you know, what's the content of the dirt? But overall, um, obtaining a lead-safe certificate, it's not going to cover you totally. Uh, the law basically says that a landlord should obtain a lead-safe certificate every two years or upon the apartment turning over, whichever comes sooner. So do, does everyone do it? I'm sure they don't, but we, we advise people to do that so that if you have a tenant turnover, you have, you know, you clean up the apartment, whatever you need to do, and then you have this, the, the professional come in, and at least it covers you if you'd have a new tenant coming in and you have a lead safe certificate, um, it, at least it will give the uh, landlord a defense and say, well, um, you know, it, it, the apartment was lead safe, so maybe the children got poisoned elsewhere. 
So what happens is, is um, by law, um, at a certain age, doctors have to draw blood and submit and, and see if the children have high levels of lead. If they do, um, he reports it to the state, and the state comes in and basically does their own lead uh, inspection of the property. And if it's high, uh, then you're assumed guilty until proven innocent. Um, and um, if, it's, if it's fine because the lead safe certificate and they, they did not um, break anything up and they come through, well, then, you know, you have some absolution there. But it's a, it's a, it's a problem. It always is a problem. There's always a justifiable risk, if you will. Um, the majority of the issues, I mean, it's nice to get rid of the lead, but a lot of the high lead poisoning, um, this might be a controversial statement, but it has to do with the hygiene of the people living there. It says most of it is dust. So if somebody washes the floors and wipes the windowsills, and keeps a, a relatively clean apartment, you probably minimize any problem with the children. It's addressed to children of primarily six and under. Um, but when you're purchasing and you're a landlord, um, you're assuming that risk. Now, do I know of tons of people that are being prosecuted or whatnot? No, you're not going to go to jail over it, uh, but you may be, the landlord may be forced to um, mitigate the, the unit. So, um, it is, it is something that um, a buyer should be concerned. Some of the things you can look at is there's replacement windows. Probably half the problem is gone. Make sure there's no peeling paint to the house. It's better to buy something that's vinyl-sided. Make sure there's no peeling paint on the ceilings. The, the, the apartment is, is otherwise intact. But um, it's not unusual to ask for lead-safe certificates, nor is it unusual for the seller to say, I don't have any. And if you want to buy the you know building, buy it anyway, and then it becomes your problem. So it's something we have to address. Um, any any construction prior to 1978, when they banned lead uh, at that point, and we have tons of properties <laughs> that were built before. Um, what I might add also is, and this is even for an existing homeowner, the city of Woonsocket has gotten a grant, um, and I believe it was in the last water bill. There was an insert. Um, but people can, can apply to have, if they have a lead line coming into the property, a lead water line, the city has a certain amount of money available. They're going to do it on a priority basis where if you get a lot of children on the property, uh, they'll address that sooner than later. Uh, and at some point, they're going to run out of money. But for those who are going to be fortunate enough, I believe the program is going to kick off later this year. That the um, And I don't know all of the, but it looks like it's a freebie that if you qualify, the city will schedule and um, and bring in a new copper line, which uh, which is done fairly frequently right now with homeowners at their cost. And, you know, it can run anywhere from four to $6,000. So um, just a heads up to people that have a multifamilies with children, uh, you could check with the, the, the water department. But I do know that there was a... Um, a little flyer inside with the water bill to say, if you're interested, call. They will come out and verify if you have a lead line. If you don't, you don't need a problem. But if you do, they'll at least put you on a waiting list and um, until they run out of money, you know, we'll get more funding. So, hey, thank yeah. you for that tidbit. Yeah, appreciate okay. that. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, you just got to be cautious. Mm -hmm. And I think as a landlord, you need to, you know, Every once in a while, go into your apartments, make sure that, that the walls are still there and that you know, nobody's broken the, the, uh, sure. the sheetrock. So it, it's a question of encapsulating more than preventing, than, than removing. Thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure chatting with you. And we'll look into that water uh, issue, uh, uh, that water grant. And I'll check with the water department on that. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Raj. Have a good one. Bob Martin from Crossroads Real Estate Group here in Woonsocket at 329 Park Avenue. John Brian is up next after this message. You'll love the ambience, the food, the friendly service when you visit Ciro's Tavern downtown at 42 Cherry Street. Try our popular lobster bisque or New England chowder this summer. Or grilled flatbreads served five ways. Our burgers and sandwiches are sure to please. And our main plates led by marinated steak tips and short ribs. 
Try our summer menu, including our fabulous crab cakes. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations encouraged for inside or outside dining at 769-3330. Outside patio in full swing. Hampton Court also available for dining at Ciro's Tavern. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back to the panel. That is me, our host uh, for the next 43 minutes, John Brian on the Upfront Radio Show. So happy to be here on this warm and rather muggy Friday morning. My great aunt would have said, the air is very tick this morning. So, as they say, it's not the heat that gets you, it's the humidity. But it is a beautiful day, a God-given day out there, and I am grateful to be awakened on this side of the grass, as they say, and speaking with you. And I look forward for you to speak with me, and you can do that by calling me, 766-1380-769-0600, and of course, the toll-free out-of-state number, 1-800-949-9674. I say it every Friday, and I will always say it, that a talk show is only as good as its callers, so I look forward to speaking with you. Uh, to talk to me about the many topics that we're going to discuss this morning. And I want to remind you that if we don't get to everything this morning, we're going to continue the conversation on the Upfront Radio Show here on Monday morning from 8 to 9 o'clock. I will be substituting for Dick Bouchard here on Monday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. And I look forward to continuing our discussion today right on over to Monday. And we probably will because... I have too much to talk about and never enough time. But I do want to start out by saying uh, a couple things. I want to start out by reminding you of the Woonsocket Rotary Club's annual Porchetta, Monday, August 9th. That is at 6 p.m. at the Elks Hall right here in the city of Woonsocket. It's $30 a person, and you get all the garlic bread, the salad, the potatoes, the pasta, Of course, the boneless pork that's infused with so much garlic, it'll blow your face off. And that comes with dessert. But not only does that, you get all of that, but that also comes with all the draft beer you care to drink. How can you go wrong for $30 a person? There's a penny social. All of this to support your great Woonsocket Rotary Club, which services Woonsocket, Boroughville, and North Smithfield. Does great community work here in the city and in the other two communities I just mentioned. And uh, the Rotary Club is such an important part of the city's and those towns' fabrics. I'll continue by saying congratulations to the new president of uh, Woonsocket Rotary Club, Nicole Brian. Uh, she was installed last night at the club's charter night. And uh, I cannot imagine more capable hands that the Woonsocket Rotary Club could possibly be in than that of Miss Nicole Brian. So congratulations to her as she embarks on her presidency for the next year of the Woonsocket Rotary Club. I'll keep things local and state for this first segment before we take a break because then we have so much national to deal with, so many things to talk about and so many things that I think that, and I hope, I hope, this is one of the few times I say, I hope that you find the things that we're going to talk about this morning, disturbing, because they are. But staying local and stateside for a second, I just want to say, on a local level, I'm sure this was uh, discussed at length yesterday, but I do want to express my personal condolences to the family and the friends of the late Richard Fagnant. Uh, what I would like to say about Mr. Fagnett this morning is quite simply, he was definitely his own man. And Richard sometimes was a friend and sometimes wasn't. Sometimes listened to me and sometimes didn't. He definitely marched to the beat of his own marching band. That's for, that's for sure. Richard was a public servant in this city and he did so with pride and he did so with the right he had the right feelings at heart his heart was in the right place he loved this city and he wanted to serve 
Sometimes his means or his methods were questionable. And we certainly had our ups and downs. But I will never not respect Mr. Fagnant for putting himself out there, putting his money where his mouth was, and running for public office here in the city to try to make the city a better place. And that is something that so few people are willing to do. People are willing to complain. People are willing to, uh, to speak quietly with uh, their friends or their family. They're willing to sit there and, 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 and feel as though they are frustrated by what's going on around them. But when you say, well, then run for office. Do something about it. Step up. No, oh, I can't do that. I, I, I'm too busy, or I can't do that, or that, that'll cost me too much money, or blah, blah, blah. Richard Fagnan stepped up, and he served this community. And whether you liked the way he did it or not, he did it. And I will always say that in 2016, and he was so proud of this that I used to tell him this all the time, and he used to thank me. There wasn't a candidate in 2016 that ran for city council that worked any harder than Richard J. Fagnan. None. I've never seen anyone work so hard to get onto the Woonsocket City Council. And he did. And he was successful. And for that, he will always have earned my respect. So to the family of Richard J. Fagnant, my sincere condolences from myself and my entire family on the passing of someone who served his community is to be congratulated for that. Sticking on a city level, I read yesterday that the city council passed the legislation to approve of the storage units on the corner of Providence Street and 146A. As a city councilor, we got many offers for that property, all under value, all what I would consider improper uses. We weren't going to put another gas station there. There was a car wash. There was, uh, there was just all kinds of, of proposals in which they tried to get that money. They tried to get rather that land for short money. And the city council said no. The city council said yes to an offer of full value of $750,000 for that property. And the city council approved an individual who was willing to come in and invest his funds, improve the property, and build a self-storage facility. That met disapproval from the mayor. And in doing so, she had the city planner write a letter to the zoning board in a last-ditch attempt to try to submarine a proposal that was approved by the city council. I read this with interest yesterday in the Woonsocket call because Councilman Jim Knoyer said, I've seen this movie before, and I too have seen this movie. In which in the city of Woonsocket, you have a mayor who... Unless she can take credit for a proposal, or unless it's her idea, there's resistance, obstruction, and an effort to submarine whatever it is, no matter if it would benefit the community or not. She was this way at the State House. She is this way in City Hall. And the people of Woonsocket have got to be aware of this, that the reason why you do not have a developmental school by the Tayo Group at Park Place in Woonsocket when they just finished and completed a successful project. Another one in the city of Pawtucket is because of obstructionism, because of the need to take credit, the need to say only my ideas are the right ideas. The reason you don't have solar in the city of Woonsocket is for the same reason. It goes on and on and on. And I agree with Councilman Knoyer. We've seen this movie before. The city of Woonsocket needs to wake up and realize who really is in City Hall. 
But hey, that's why there are elections, right? And so we uh, are sitting here in July of 2021. And we'll see where we are in November of 2022. And when we look to November of 2022, we look at those who are running for governor. And we say, my God, how can these people be the candidates? The Secretary of State who refuses to give the voter rolls over to reporters because it'll contain too many ineligible voters and dead people and people that don't live in Rhode Island anymore is the same person that accepted ballots by fax and email in the last election and thought that was okay. So the Secretary of State who wants to be governor is in charge of our elections, actually thought it was okay to accept ballots by email and fax. You've got another gubernatorial candidate, Jorge Alorza, Providence mayor. And what does Jorge Alorza do? What is his latest proposal? To give over 100 families $500 a month and what's known as guaranteed income. Now understand, these families just are going to get $500 of taxpayer funds for no other reason than just being alive. State-sponsored guaranteed income. And this man wants to be governor. I truly hope a qualified candidate from the Republican side will come out and give the people an alternative. I'm not saying Dan McKee is not doing a good job. I'm not saying I don't like Dan McKee because I like Dan McKee. He's a great guy. But the electorate deserves competition. Always. They always deserve a choice. The electorate deserves two different candidates who have varying opinions and varying styles and come from different places. And I hope we get that. For the governor's race in 22, because the people of Rhode Island deserve that so very much. And now we are going to move on to the federal issues, and we have so many of them. When we come back, we're going to talk about Cuba. We're going to talk about the White House now being a regime that censors in conjunction with big tech, we're going to talk about the the Democrats from Texas that decided to go to Washington. And we're going to talk about the Arizona audit. I don't think we're going to get it all in. We have too much to talk about. But I know we're going to try here on the Upfront Show on 1380 AM, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Time out for Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs reintroduces flip-flop wines. And listen to this. We have two bottles of flip-flop for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10. Mix and match. Still on sale. Tisdale wines from California in six varieties, including Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and Moscato choices. And yes, it's two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Dale Vineyard's quality wine experiences. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light 30 pack, 2647 plus tax. New hours for the convenience of customers 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. So, for a great selection of beer, wine, and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors. 481 Clinton Street. Have a question? 765 1800 and speak to Mike the Manager. The place to go for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu. Or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. And be sure to check out the Pomodoro family-style breakfast starting at 8.30 every Sunday morning. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Closed Mondays, open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays at 4, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. 
Hi, this is Gina Savini, inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's, perfect for any event. And I want to remind you that the spring real estate market is booming. If you're interested in selling your house, well, then call Marge Jacob right now. She's a broker with Remax Town & Country. With 47 years experience in real estate, Marge understands real estate laws. As a lifelong resident of Woonsocket, Marge knows the area. Probably better than anybody that I know. Since 1973, Marge has worked hard for her clients and she continues to do so today. And when you call Marge, she always returns your calls promptly. Do you want to sell your house? Well, then you should strike while the iron is hot. Call Marge Jacob of Remax Town & Country today at 529-0831. 529-0831. Marge Jacob, broker, 47 years experience, and always there for you. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel, and that's me, and we have so much to talk about. But the panel will be you as well. So give me a call at 766-1380, 769-0600, I'm going to read you this quote from Sun Tzu. Now, who's Sun Tzu? You may, uh, you might have heard of The Art of War, the famous book that is referenced all the time in politics and government and business and in movies and in books. And it's a very old text, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. But he said this, an evil enemy will burn his own nation to the ground to rule over the ashes. And that's what it feels like we're living in now, people. It really does. And my call to you is to listen to some of the things we're going to talk about over the next half hour plus and open your eyes to what's really going on out there and do some investigation and find alternative places to get your news and realize that you are being lied to every single day if you're relying on the mainstream media, if you're relying on one newspaper that is covered by the AP and Washington Post, understand that you're being programmed, that without alternative sources, you cannot find the truth. And that's what this show is all about. We live in a democracy. Our form of government, of course, is a, is a republic. We have 50 separate states. But collectively, we live in a democracy. And we have the First Amendment. What's happening today and what's going on with this administration, you must realize that, number one, if President Trump administration had pulled this garbage, the press would have gone crazy. But the, sheeps, the sheep and the lemmings are silent about the following. It was reported this week that the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, wants phone companies to police text messages for misinformation. They want your phone companies, Verizon, T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T. They want them to read your texts and to censor them if you spread information that they don't like. On the same day that the Biden administration said that they'll work with text with, with phone companies to stop vaccine mif misinformation via text messages. They said they support local officials who implement implement mandatory max uh, vaccines. So they're saying that they want to censor your speech and mandate that you get vaccinated. Is it any wonder that this administration refuses to condemn communism. They upped the ante yesterday, by the way, with the press secretary in a press conference. The press secretary of the White House saying that the administration is flagging problematic posts for Facebook 
that spread disinformation. So understand this for a minute. Facebook is working with the administration, an administration that is flagging what they believe to be harmful speech and having Facebook remove it. We're told that these companies, Facebook, Google, Twitter, that they're just private companies. But they're taking their marching orders from the feds and they receive special benefits from the government for doing so. They're just private companies. But they've banned President Trump from being on any one of those platforms. But yet the administration... will literally flag posts and tell Facebook, you have to remove that. They want the phone companies to censor your text messages. What kind of authoritarian state are we living in? And are you comfortable with this? Can you believe this? Can you imagine if President Trump had ever even tried anything like this or even suggested it? If he had suggested it, the wailing and gnashing of teeth and the spinning of heads on its shoulders and pea soup flying everywhere by the mainstream media. But the Biden administration does it, and it's all good, baby. Good morning, and welcome to the Upfront Show. Morning, John. Just a couple things I wanted to cover. So the property on the corner of Providence and 146A, I drove by yesterday. It looks nice for once. It looks pretty. There's green. Why not just leave it open, open space? Well, when I was on city council, they uh, it's a city-owned parcel that, you know, obviously it was a ball field and they felt that they didn't need the ball field anymore. I disagreed. I loved it as a ball field. I think we could have continued to use it as a ball field, but there's this overall push to try to get everyone to go to uh, the World War II Memorial Park. My feeling is it was a great place, great ball field. Uh, but now it's no longer being used, and so the city is able to realize, you know, three-quarters of a million dollars from its sale and the taxes therefrom from an ongoing business concern. So it's really a business decision more than anything. No, I get it, and I know leaving an open space would require maintenance and stuff. I get it. I mean, my preference would just be leave it open space and see what happens for a few years. But I, well, I, 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 don't, I can't say I disagree with you, but I will say this. I like the idea of a storage facility there that's going to be really nice from, uh, from all, the, um, all the renderings I've seen. And make no mistake, I'll take that over what our mayor wanted you know, for that property was yet another dollar store. So I will take a nice self-storage facility over a dollar store any day. Yeah, no, I would agree with that, yeah. Um, just one other thing. I want, well, one other thing I just wanted, more of a statement I was going to say. There was two incredible... Uh, statements about Cuba. One from the rapper Pitbull, who I'm growing to like more and more and more. I don't know if you've ever heard of Pitbull. I don't know any of his music, but I like him as a person. And uh, Marco Rubio. So I just wanted to say that. But one, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on, John, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a Nevada U.S. Senate candidate named Sam Brown. And I don't know if you saw what they did, but he is a veteran who served in Afghanistan and his face was severely disfigured. I am not familiar with him. Are you there? Oh. Seems our caller was disconnected. Call back. We'll put you back on. I do want to talk about, and it's interesting that he mentioned Cuba. Because Cuba is a conversation I want to talk about at length this morning. But not for the reasons you may think. What's going on in Cuba right now is historic. What's going on in Cuba is awesome. The people are rising up and they're saying, enough, we're tired. We're tired of living under communism in Cuba. We're tired of not having the things that we need, medicine, food, freedom. They've had enough. They've had enough. Because communism fails every time. Communism never works. There's always a point where it fails. Well, I want to say something about that this morning. And I want to say to you people who have Black Lives Matter signs on your front lawn or wrote it on your car or think it's somehow virtuous to say Black Lives Matter, 
I want to let you know what Black Lives Matter said about the struggle for freedom in Cuba. Now, they live under a communist regime in Cuba. And Black Lives Matter response was that it is the United States false that the, that, that having the economic embargo to Cuba, a communist nation, is a cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' rights to choose their own government. That is at the heart of the Cuban crisis. The United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba. It's not the United States that installed Fidel Castro. It was the United States that pulled out of Cuba after the, after the revolution in which communism became the form of governance in Cuba and was backed by the USSR. Black Lives Matter goes on to say, and this is where I can tell you that my I personally have drawn a line in the sand. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent from protecting black revolutionaries like Asata Shakur. Do you know who Asata Shakur is? Asata Shakur is also known as Joanne Chesimard. And she was convicted of being an accomplice in the 1973 slaying of New Jersey State Trooper Werner Forster, who left behind a wife and a three-year-old son. He was shot in cold blood on the New Jersey Turnpike. Shakur later escaped prison. Then she became known as Asata Shakur, and she was a member of the Black Liberation Army. She escaped prison and fled to, to Cuba, where former Cuban Prime Minister Fidel Castro granted her asylum. The FBI describes her as one of the most violent militants of the 1970s. So Black Lives Matter claims that communism in Cuba is the fault of the United States and praises Cuba for harboring the fugitive that killed in cold blood a New Jersey state trooper. And I will say this, any organization that sees what's happening in Cuba and points its finger at the United States, not the communist regime that has brutalized its people for the last 60 plus years, should not have flags, banners, or curriculum in any of our schools. Black Lives Matter is a scam. The former head of Black Lives Matter took money that was donated to Black Lives Matter, bought four mansions, and resigned from the organization. Tell me again why you have that sign on your front lawn. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Good morning. Maybe you can clarify something for me. Um, last night I heard something... I think it was on the news that the uh, national anthem would be played at some event in the black national anthem. When did we get a black national anthem? Uh, there is a song that's known as the black national anthem. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure of, I haven't heard the song before. I know that it was uh, played at some sporting events uh, recently, and I guess there is a push to have it continue to be played at upcoming sporting events. Well, my, you know, I guess when the administration came in, they spoke of unity. They were going to come in and create unity. Well, let me tell you something. This administration has done nothing but create divide, nothing but create hardship for consumers, and continue to divide our people where people are constantly being separated by race and by sex and by labels. There is one national anthem. That is the national anthem of the United States of America. Well, I'm, I'm glad you agree on that aspect, it is called, because the if we're going to do that, we'll have to do every race. And I thought this was the United States of America. The uh, Jeffrey just, uh, the great Jeff Gamash just let me know that it is called 
Lift Every Voice. That's the name of the song. Thank you, Jeffrey. Well, thank you, but we have, oh, my God. Unity? I think that they're trying to push separatism, not unity. Absolutely. I thank you so much for the call this morning. Have a good day. You too. Here's one of the most amazing things about what's going on with this Cuban uprising. And good for these people. I can't, I, I, I'm so happy for them. This is the part that you'll find absolutely amazing. And if you don't find it amazing, you have to ask yourself why. The Biden administration threatens that any refugee from Cuba fleeing the communist regime and trying to reach the U.S. will be turned away. This is the same administration that refers to communism and why the people are rising up in Cuba is due to governmental mismanagement. They can't even say the word communism. It's so hard to believe. Department of Homeland Security Secretary says, allow me to be clear, if you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to, the, to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Cubans fleeing oppression and murder by their own government right now are the actual definition of legitimate asylum seekers. But Democrats all of a sudden are anti-asylum. Why? Because Cubans vote Republican. That's why. Because they come here and they don't want to depend on the government. They don't need the government to survive. They don't want to have to depend on the government for anything. They want freedom and they want an opportunity to work hard and they're conservative and they've seen this story play out and they don't want it anymore. So if you're from South America and you seek socialism and you seek government support and you're going to vote Democrat, the borders are wide open. Come on in. But if you're from a communist nation and you fled that nation and you're a true asylum seeker and you're going to come to our borders, you will be turned away. Why? Because you're going to vote Republican. These are the people that are leading this country. And an evil enemy will burn his own nation to the ground. Even if it's just to rule over the ashes. We will continue this conversation when we come back. We've got some callers on the line. Stay patient. We will get to you, I promise. And we'll be right back on the Upfront Radio Show, 1380 AM, 99.FM, WNRI. Rice Dairy Farm and Bakery announces we are now open and back to normal. Visit us any day of the week for your favorite local products, including milk, cream, assorted pastries, ice cream, cakes, and more. Visit our website, wrightsdairyfarm.com, for all the latest information. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery thanks you for your patience over the last year. But now, we're happy to announce that we are open for business as usual. The store will be open for in-person shopping, and we will discontinue our car hop service. Wright's Dairy Farm and Bakery, 201 Socket Hill Road, North Smithfield. You can call us at 767-3014. Open seven days a week, but we'll be glad to see you in person now. Inside or outside dining, or your favorite pickup order from Grumpy's Restaurant in Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood and mouth-watering Italian dishes, including pizzas, on one of the best menus in the area. Hungry today or tonight? Come in and enjoy friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup or to place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's Restaurant, 190 Pulaski Boulevard in Bellingham. Grubhub delivery is available. 
At the CPA firm of Kayer Caution, we believe in the value of relationships. We view every client relationship like a partnership and truly believe that our success is a result of your success. We're committed to providing close personal attention to our clients. We take pride in giving you the assurance that the personal assistance you receive comes from years of advanced training and technical experience. Dedicated and trusted for over 30 years. For Kayer Kosher, certified public accountants with offices in Warwick at 732-8900 and Woonsocket at 766-8100. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel here on the Upfront Radio Show. And the panel, of course, is me and the callers. And we're getting right back to the phones. Good morning. Hey. Welcome to the Upfront Radio Show. Yeah, good morning, John. Good morning. I think that's, uh, I can't, I can't believe what the administration in Washington has done to, uh, to people from Cuba who want, who want to be a lot of, out of that nation. But yet they open up the borders to Mexico to have everybody come in. Well, it's a right. double, it's a, it's a double standard and also too is that, I guess, uh, uh, I guess the comrade Biden and comrade uh, Harris, uh, don't like their own kind coming in here. Maybe they'll be outdone by them. Is their thoughts, I suppose. It's really, it's really incredible that they would seek to turn away people who are actual literal asylum seekers from a communist government that 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 brutalizes their own people and yet people from the southern border can come in from mexico guatemala all these places and they're under no oppression there they're under they, they just want to come here because the benefits are good and so if you're going to come here and rely on the state well then it's fine. Come on in because we know we're going to give you whatever you need and you're going to vote Democrat. But if you're going to come here and actually want to become American, actually want to be a legal citizen, actually want to earn the American dream, well, you're going to vote Republican. You're not welcome. Imagine. Can you just imagine that any of this was going on under the Trump administration? Oh, this is the same president who basically, uh, Cut off the pipeline, and now we're paying over three dollars a gallon gas compared to about one seventy nine, one eighty nine before under Trump. And but yet he approves a Russian pipeline uh, to Germany. And the unfortunate part is that I'm sure Hunter must be getting a kickback on this, and and Joe is getting the the big guy is getting his at ten ten fifteen percent or whatever. We have we have been reduced once again to an America's last agenda. And unfortunately, I'm not going to have time to talk about it today, but we're going to talk on Monday about uh, the election of 2020 and the audits that are happening now uh, in Arizona, what's happening in Michigan, what's happening in Georgia and what's happening in Pennsylvania. And I think that at the end of the day, when all this is over, that you're going to see that this election was a rigged election and that what happened was actually um, the, the wrong result. And, and, and I think that uh, we all we all lose because of it. And right now we're losing because of it, because of an America last situation that we're in. I thank you for the call this morning. Thanks, John. Good morning and welcome to the Upfront Show. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I feel as though uh, maybe six months ago, I was very worried about Democrats taking over the country. But as time goes on, I feel as though people are starting to wake up. They see what's going on. I, I, I think that it's overpowering. The people that want to see things go good are overpowering people that just want a free ride. Well, I certainly hope you're right, and I hope they are uh, they, they are waking up. I appreciate the call. We're up against the clock, so I appreciate the call this morning. Have a I good just day. think 2022 is going to be a totally different story. So do I. I think I'm 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 praying that the midterms are going to at least put the brakes on on the craziness that's happening in Washington right now. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you. I don't know if you're aware of this, but right now efforts in many states to create secure elections, to create 
election integrity is now the messaging coming out of the White House and, of course, carried by the mainstream media is called voter suppression. Do you see the Orwellian times we're living in? And if you haven't read the book 1984, it's a short book. It's, I mean, it, it's, it's a great, it's, it's an incredible read. If you've never read 1984 by George Orwell, I'm begging you to read the book. It won't take you long. And understand that that's where we're living in today. This is, they, they tried to say it was under Trump, but it just wasn't because at least they were truthful. War is strength. Ignorance is knowledge. These are the things that come out in 1984. Voter suppression is equal to election integrity. It's crazy. And if you look at what happened this week in Texas, the, the, the law will pass. It's a it, election integrity law requiring voter ID in the state of Texas. Texas Democrats left the state and went to Washington, D.C. on Monday as a move to prevent the Republican-controlled legislature from passing a new voting law. One Texas Dem state representative said, I am doing my responsibility. So, Understand this. Texas House Democrats take a private jet to D.C. to kill a quorum and prevent voting is considered heroism by the mainstream media. They're met by Kamala Harris, the vice president of Winsock of uh, Winsaka, the vice president of the United States. And they're held out as heroes. But the Senate Republicans in a 50-50 Senate, 50 Democrats, 50 Republican senators, using a filibuster, just like the Dems did hundreds of times in the past few years, is said to be Jim Crow, Jim Crow laws, racist, white supremacist. The filibuster has to go. Texas Dems do it, it's virtuous. And they leave, they abdicate their responsibility. United States senators do their job, and that's considered racist. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. As usual, we've run out of time. That's the bad news. The good news is we have more to talk about on Monday, and boy, do we have more to talk about on Monday. And we'll have the full hour, too to talk about all of these things that matter to me and I hope they matter to you. So this weekend, do some investigation, do some reading, think about some of the things we've talked about today, and hopefully we've changed your perspective just a little bit, just to make the light bulb go off. That's all we're asking, just to make that light bulb go off. Because right now we're living in a time where they want you to be kept in the dark. And that's the saddest place to be. Hey, thanks for being here this uh, Friday. Talk to you on Monday. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.